I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today with us for the second time we have Radhika Bapat, who is a clinical psychologist, and we had a fantastic discussion the last time around on understanding your intention from a psychological point of view. You know, understanding how do you achieve your goals and see what are the inner workings of our brain with regards to that. So please do check out that episode if you haven't heard it already. Today we're going to be talking about rock bottoms, and what a better topic. Than rock bottoms to talk with a psychologist because I'm sure you must be meeting people at various stages of this rock bottom, you know, journey that we all go through. So Radhika, welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast for a second time, and let's get into it. Yes, I'm so happy to be here again. So you know, Radhika, when I say rock bottom, what are the thoughts that come to your mind? You know, in the world, in the field that you're in, in life in general, rock bottom. What does it mean? So I think rock bottoms mean different things for different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on, for example, I know perfectionists who uh, I know one myself. So I, I like all my uh, pencils at ninety degree angle to each other, and on a particular <laughs> and on a particular day, and they have to be sharpened. So mm. on a particular day, if something is off, mm. and then something else is off, mm. and then something else is off, and then mm. that entire day, I find things are not. Exactly the way I want them to be, hmm. perfectly in the manner that I like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be for me my rock bottom, uh, and I, that can actually lead me to a downward spiral from there on. Oh wow! So the triggers for rock bottoms can be just about anything, and then from starting from that hmm. to the other spectrum where hmm. people lose everything. Like for example, in, in the situation where right now we're looking at what what's happening with the farmers. Correct. Um, and when i when you know when you read generally about the farmer situation hmm. uh that and how there is uh, indebtedness and you have financial issues and you have problems with the next crop hmm. that alongside i'm not able to feed my family today that could be rock bottom so rock Correct. bottom and health right and health's gone out the window for so many people they're yeah. stressing out about how they're feeling and all those aspects are coming in their minds as well Absolutely. So, so I mean, rock bottom is a very personal thing. It's what you call hmm. rock bottom. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, a lot of words have been used in in, in psychology. We say uh, some people. When I have heard so many words, and since words mean so very, words are very important for therapists. Hmm. <laughs> rock bottom could mean uh, non-performance for some people. Right. It could mean a debacle or a flop in hmm. public. you know where right. i haven't been able to save face so i'm so embarrassed because i have some everyone else knows this certain thing uh and then uh, it could be a catastrophe it could be a fiasco it could be an actual defeat like mm. at, at an uh, the 2020 at a game right um it could be a small blunder it could be a washout some people a bankruptcy you know so rock bottom means so many things a tragedy mm. uh frustration mm. on success shipwreck non achievement um stalemate right so, uh yeah so i think that uh, the grief hmm. when someone you love very much or failure where you by failure i mean you are told by your professor that you haven't passed the particular hmm. task correct so i know that is very big when you are hmm. a certain age hmm. incompetency uh, disappointment or being told by your parents or people or who are stakeholders hmm. that you are a loser yes. you know 
so that uh, or a no hoper hmm. uh, or a nobody because these words are used very easily these days online and in movies uh, they say if you don't make it uh, then you know that means that's it you're you're born loser you're dead yes. good for nothing you're a writer i remember a, a parents friend of mine telling me this once that rashtin you're going to amount to nothing you know this was in college right in college i just finished school college that holiday you spend your entire day playing games when i was your age i was doing this i was doing that and i remember how deeply that hurt or cut and uh, the fact that i still remember that conversation means that there's always a t- little chip on my shoulder from it yeah i mean i think at some points in your life there are these things which they hurt so so bad mm uh, and especially at a very impressionable age mm uh, i mean and when you look at words like let's say um black sheep yes so the black sheep of the family actually you know interestingly the term originated <laughs> from the occasional black sheep mm. which were born into a flock of white sheep right uh and black wool was considered commercially undesirable uh because it could not be dyed mm. in the 18th or 19th century in england anyway so uh, yeah there's a lot of symbolism in a lot of these things and it's problematic because it's very uh, cultural and it's also something that for example in india you could be a failure because you've been told that academically if you don't achieve abc if you don't get this if you're not in an iit or iim or you know uh, it's a problem so Correct. i think that culture plays a very very important role hmm. uh, in the indoctrination yeah of what you consider is a failure and a success hmm So uh, yeah, and it's so funny. You, you sometimes look back on those things and either laugh or feel sad about them. Like I remember when I so I studied sociology and anthropology, right? So I did arts as well. And um, I remember a friend's Gujarati mother telling me that you did arts. Who will marry you? <laughs> I was just like, I was like, what? How is that even relevant? So it's so funny the way that these kind of things sneak into our our lives, and these words or these expressions stay with us. Yes, I mean, um, and this is sorry, it's really relevant to what's happening right now. Uh, hmm. I'm, I'm following the news, and actually, I've stopped following it because it's so depressing. But you know, there was this uh, guy who came out with uh, um, there was there used to be the retro Indian uh, book depot charts. Okay. Uh, across the country, and they have like a buri ladki or bad hmm. girl posters. Hmm. Uh, and someone came up with uh, a really uh, amazing version of that. Hmm. Uh, and this is like the Indianized version of it. It was hilarious when I saw it because it showed uh, a girl. I don't know. Have you seen the poster? No, no. What is that? Uh, it shows a girl uh, in a sari. She's either looking at her phone, or she's hmm. smoking and drinking, or hmm. she's eating too much, or she's eating too less, or she's watching pornography. or uh you know she's riding a bike hmm. uh and and i was like yes exactly when you have a girl doing all of these things ek buri ladki sort of a thing Correct. so that kind of ties into culture greatly hmm. so that is what i'm trying to say when you say failure and we buy into it yes uh it, the only reason it works is we buy into it which is why certain news channels are doing so well because hmm. they're selling hmm. a product that you are interested in very interesting how how would you break this cycle how would you get out of it like from a psychological perspective are there tools that you would use are, is there a certain thought process that you would use so of course it's easier said than done where right. i mean heard you know motivational things from when we were ch- children saying that failure should be your teacher uh, not your undertaker and mm. then you hit rock bottom the only way to go is up and you have all of these motivational things and people mm. who are actually there you know feel like saying come on 
if I knew how to get out, what, why would I be here? Yeah. Um, so when I'm in a depression and I feel stuck, hmm. how am I going to get unstuck? It's hmm. an extremely difficult thing to do. Hmm. Uh, and here again, we, we go back to the small steps, uh, take small steps. Hmm. The first thing you do is you drink water. Hmm. You eat your lunch or your dinner because you feel like you don't want to eat. Hmm. Um, then from there, you get up. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to see people. You want to hide. You want to just, uh, you want it to end. You want cessation of consciousness. So you want to close your eyes and just sleep and wake up when it's all over. Correct. Because you feel that this is too much for me to take. Mm. What you do is the next thing. Mm. Which is you groom yourself. You have a bath. Mm. You comb your hair. So these are the little things which actually get you out of rock bottom. Not these very big uh, you know, take risks and you learn at times you succeed, at times you fail. Look at this person. Look at how he got out of it. No, I think that's, yeah. Correct. I, I love that you said this because there are small things that you can do every day that we've been taught as children are what we should be doing in any case. So it is, we know how to do it. Correct. Yes. Instead of trying to learn a new skill and to try and figure out that, you know, now I will throw myself into fitness or something else. Start with the basics. Wake up, wash your face, brush your teeth, shave if you're a guy, comb your hair, do something in order to get that normalcy back into your life. Take those small, 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 small steps. Do it every day for a few few days. Correct? That's okay. all that you have to do. Yes, I think. And just very, very small steps. In, in, mm-hmm. in uh, psychology, we call it mastery and pleasure. Okay. So mastery happens- and pleasure. Yes. So okay. uh, when, you, when you hit rock bottom, mm-hmm. it's really hard to do really small things mm. and so you don't you know like in basketball if I have the hoop so high up that I can't really mm. get uh, a score then what's the point so you've got to get the hoop down so that you score and you mm. start first small and then kind of go up correct and then of course you have uh, all of your inspirational quotes like you know you have Coco Chanel who says success is often achieved by those who don't know who know that failure is inevitable right mm. so uh, everything you want is on the other side of fear. And you have all of these kind of uh, sayings. Hmm. For some people, they work. But what's most important, and when I say that you hit rock bottom. Correct. Uh, for me, of course, uh, reading Harry Potter <laughs> helps. But, <laughs> but because the phoenix must burn to emerge. Love but, it. <laughs> but I think that wouldn't apply to me when I had hit rock bottom. It would apply to me now when I have not hit rock bottom and I'm just a little bit disappointed. Of. Yeah. When you look back, it, it seems like a good idea and an easier thing to do. But at that point of time, when you're down in the dumps, when you feel nothing is working for you, you're feeling hopeless and that sense of hopelessness starts coming on to you. Right. At that point of time, like you said, anchor back into your routine. Absolutely. Then how do you start? the next step is it is it in the search of uh, like um, not using your example of of the of the mastery and pleasure but people then do get lost in the pleasure seeking behaviors just trying to start feeling good for themselves is that a trend that you've noticed as well absolutely also because the brain wants some sense of something that helps to get out of this constant darkness right yes um so yeah, I, I do know people who, let's say, uh, either recreationally use or abuse different kinds of substances. Correct. Um, legal or otherwise, but, uh, you know, they're legal in some countries and all mm. my training was in Amsterdam. So yeah. 
uh, <laughs> we, we didn't uh, we ha- didn't have to worry about the legality of things hmm. uh, nevertheless what we saw is hmm. that uh, a lot of people needed a purpose they needed a, a reason for being hmm. because they started questioning who am i when you yeah. hit rock bottom the question you ask is what is my purpose in life hmm. uh, why is this happening to me hmm. why me hmm. and so on Correct. Uh, and then if someone comes and says, you know, Thomas Edison said, I have not failed. I've just found ten hmm. thousand ways that huh. that is not going to work. But what will work, according to me, is hmm. this book by uh, Victor Frankl hmm. uh, called "Man's Search Man. for Meaning." Correct. Which I love. Absolutely I beautiful book. Every hmm. single person I meet, I say, "Have you read this book? If you haven't, <laughs> then you please first read this book. It's really little. Yes. Uh, it's really small." And then, of course, there's another book which I really love, which is uh, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Mm. Uh, and then there is Little Prince. So mm. they have small books which you can actually get through. They're not complex. They're not. Oh my God, I'm going to have to read this big book. Correct. Uh, with Victor Frankl, it's nice because you realize that he did get to a place that was rock bottom. um the rockiest bottom that you can probably get he was a prisoner at auschwitz which is like a concentration camp so you can't possibly have a worse of life it is like hell on earth yes and he saw people he loved being killed in yeah. front of him you know right. his family his own family and he decided to live anyway mm. um so that that really then you kind of say okay now i can think of things like pain is temporary and uh you know i can't quit Hmm. Uh, so that kind of starts to help because you see someone else whom you identify with because hmm. the pain that you're feeling hmm. and when you see that sort of pain we call it psychic correct uh, it's so hard. it's you don't know if you would rather have physical pain because i have i've had people tell me that i'm not so sure if i prefer this or if i would rather have cancer they say that yes of course you have people with cancer who say well you don't know what you're talking about but correct that's that's a whole, what i mean is that people are in so much pain mm. that uh they they feel that uh, there's no way out mm. um and so this is when i usually say that please just read one page at a time mm. uh get through three pages and then we'll take it from there and usually by the time they're through three or four pages they say wow this is amazing very interesting so you can start tuning your mind to this thought of purpose by reading these kinds of books Absolutely. are there any tools that you talk about for thinking about purpose because purpose has become a buzzword right is there is there something as small as get a pet or something else is there some you know uh, an uh, immediate way that you can start saying chota sa purpose mil gaya right i mean so i think of course um, different strokes for different folks correct <laughs> so i i kind of feel that um it's different for different people for me something really small hmm gives me uh, a few a sense of things are in order so i would actually take i uh, have a bunch of about 40 pencils that i mm. sharpen mm. and getting them all to the same height and sharpening them i know i'm neurotic but mm. this kind of makes me feel ah i start off with something small yes but then getting that anchor mm. feeling grounded we call it mm. grounding mm. uh it's it it kind of get it protects you from the shocks it helps with the resilience and that's why you call it grounding mm. uh so i think that a lot of ground or making space for pain mm. Mm. i have visualizations where i'm able to make space for pain and say that well you know what i'm going to visualize a little bit more space for me to be able to handle this pain because i do have that kind of space mm. 
Hmm. It hurts. Ouch. I'm not going to just say it doesn't hurt. Hmm. Uh, and I know a lot of people talk about toxic positivity these days. And I have been reading about it and I've learned about it from my clients. So hmm. that's not what I'm talking about. But I, I am saying that you say that ouch, 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 ouch. Aiga, 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 we say in Marathi. And then Correct. you doing what it is you were supposed to do that day. Hmm. The purpose is to get through that day having done what you would have done anyways. To the best that you could do. So you're not performing at 100%. You're performing at 10%, but do that. Nice. Um, and I actually actually lived through this. So I experiment on myself before I espouse any kind of advice. Um, right. So, I mean, one of the people closest to me was my grandmother and she passed away uh, in January. Mm. And I remember a lot of my clients knowing how close I am to her. Mm. And I, 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 thought, I couldn't even entertain the thought that she would pass away someday. But when she did... Uh, and it's surprising that I'm able to talk about it without even crying. But mm. the, the very next day I went to work and I said, I'm going to do what I said I should do, which is basically I'm going to work at 10%. But I, of course, let my clients know. Yes. And I gave them the choice that if you don't want to come because I'm not working at full capacity. And they said, no, we actually want to see this. Mm. We want to witness this because <laughs> you're, walking, you're walking the talk. Correct. Um, and so I went through that day. It was, I think, the worst work day for me in my head. Hmm. But then the second day I went to work, it was horrible. It was terrible. It was no good. Hmm. Uh, I got up. I wore my clothes. I found, you know, the, I said, what's the use? There's no hmm. point. And then I hmm. said, anyways, I'm just going to walk, 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 walk. I motored through it. Hmm. So I use the word motor. Hmm. Where your heart, like, like the king, Robert the Bruce, which I spoke about last time, that your heart's not in it, but motor through it. Right. Do all of those steps and get through that second day. Mm. And then the third day, so you're taking one day at a time. Mm. And then by the time uh, I realized that my grief was, I, I dealt with it far better. Not because I avoided motoring through my day, but because I actually motored through it. And so the, the key word for me is motor through whatever it is that you're doing it. Your mm. head and heart might not be in it, but mm. just do it. Correct. Motor through the stuff that you know needs to be done. Yeah. Get that done. Correct. And this is not a form of distraction. So I, I want people to make sure that they are not thinking about this as distracting. It yeah. is not, uh, I'm going to watch Netflix for 10 hours. Correct. It yeah. is continue your day, know the stuff that you have to do so that you can still feel it. Correct. And you're feeling it through that, but not that life has come to a standstill. And as soon as you feel that life has come to a standstill, like you said, that purposelessness comes in, that hopelessness comes in. Absolutely. And it helps to have role models also to see who do mm. this. Mm. There are people online, of course. But in my case, of course, I saw my father. He was very close to his father. Mm. His father passed away. And the next day he was at work. Right. Motoring through his day. And of course, as an adult, he discussed with me that that was the toughest day at work. And, yes. And so... Uh, I think that I have also seen that and I've seen mm. people do it. So it's become more of a tradition. Mm. But I do think that it's something that you can start with and mm. someone else looks at you and says, wow, I'd like to do that. And that also helps, you know, Yeah. when clients uh, say that that's amazing because now we realize that it can actually be done. Correct. It and was impossible till then. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I'm just giving advice that I've read in uh, evidence-based uh, <laughs> journal articles. But Correct. it works. It's not easy. It's it not works. easy. It's not easy. Hmm. Absolutely. So at rock bottom, try and find that purpose and your purpose could just be getting through the day. 
and I love that. Get through the day, then tomorrow is another day. Get through that day, tomorrow is another day. And you slowly start seeing that your your life starts expanding once again instead of how it has just suddenly collapsed on itself. Absolutely. Beautiful. Also, by the way, rock bottom. Hmm. It's not always people think there should be causality. Hmm. You know, cause and effect. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Like in the movie The Matrix, where they say right. there's a cause and there's an effect, and you say no, no, no. That so people a lot of times they come and say it's unfair. It's Injust. Why is this happening to me? Hmm. It's just not fair. Correct. And so the acceptance that there is a problem or we've hit rock bottom because of something unfair that has happened. Hmm. So let's say being laid off of job right now. There are people who come and they say it's not fair that I was doing so well. I did everything the way you know I, by the book. Correct. Um, and so it's not about being fair. No, life isn't fair, and hmm. things happen that are not fair, and that also is included in the general definition of rock bottom. Hmm. So the farmers. they don't have they invest everything into that you know hmm. yield hmm. and there is a problem with let's say education or climate or hmm. things that they don't have control over or and they would like to have control over hmm. sense of powerlessness which they have hmm. and then there is also of course the real problem so that these are real issues and in addition to that the unfairness or injustice correct and how do you deal with that why me because it happens to us all right we we always fall back on that victim thought of why me Correct. I didn't do anything, and the world is cruel. Yes. How do you deal with that? So, um, you know, I I like Christopher Hitchens, hmm. uh, and one of his quotes. Um, I think if uh, I I I don't remember the quote exactly, hmm. but it was basically boiling down to why not you? Hmm. The world doesn't have an answer to why me. It's also random that uh, <laughs> why not? Huh. So they say that there is no answer to why me. Interesting. But but the thing is that you do feel we all feel that we are special. Correct. And so it should not happen to us. Hmm. It could happen to you, hmm. and that's fine. And so hmm. don't mind being peeping toms and spectators. Hmm. Just like the spectacle and the debacle that's going on in the news right now, we have absolutely no qualms sitting and you know the perversity of watching someone else getting screwed. Correct. Ah, uh, that's that's great. Hmm. and you feel oh thank god that's not me uh, and it's okay for that to happen but then when it happens to you you say why me hmm. uh, so that's human nature i mean i feel that uh, there is no answer to why me okay. but that question does arise in everyone's uh, minds so i love it so so why me is perfectly normal feeling it was unjust it was unfair is perfectly normal yeah yeah you you make peace with this fact do you say that i will give myself 10 minutes to rant rave throw things and then move on with life have you have you seen a particular way of dealing with these things so like i said i mean when i when i uh, feel why me hmm. the problem when people say that negative emotions i think popular psychologists uh, of a popular psychology articles a lot of places say you know feel good happy thoughts hmm. and i tell myself no 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 that's that's not negative emotions are very important it's not a question of whether you should or shouldn't have certain emotions you don't have a choice mm. okay they're coming up mm. uh, and you're human that's what mm. makes you human correct uh, otherwise you could just be an object yeah right? what you want to do is when you when i say regulate your emotions it's a question of degree mm. um so i can feel disappointed mm. uh or i can feel devastated mm. uh you know i can feel rage got it um or i can just feel annoyance mm. you have to tone it down so if i think let's say i don't have enough dictionary words then i'll say mm. get those dictionary words to give you from 1 to 100 mm. 
if 100 is a catastrophic event hmm. like there's an atomic explosion and your entire family has been wiped out and hmm. you have cancer and you're going to die in the next hmm. one that is 100 hmm. now on that scale hmm. what is the degree of negative emotion that you're feeling hmm. and then regulating those emotions so actually negative emotions are very healthy hmm. uh, it's a problem to suppress negative emotions hmm. it's important to first recognize that they exist and then to regulate them so it's a question of regulation versus dysregulation correct and dysregulation is when you go awol or you kind of you know start uh, speaking on television the way some people do when they're shouting okay. right absolutely and and you said it so nicely when we when we say negative emotions are bad and we must change it to something positive that is toxic positivity like you were saying but if you understand negative uh, emotions as a spectrum or like you said like a volume dial yeah correct if it is on full blast is that where you should be currently or where should you be on that and can you regulate that aspect of it can you continue feeling that emotion can you not be hiding it or turning it away but can you regulate it up and down as the situation demands Absolutely. The first thing is to not say that you are let's say on a scale of 1 to 10 hmm. you're feeling 10 hmm uh because you want to be politically correct you don't say i'm feeling 5 to yourself mm. right you tell yourself i'm feeling 10 that's a problem i need to start feeling 8 because again small steps you say i need to get to 8 but how uh, do you get from 10 to 8 correct and then you move in steps towards the 5 um you know i like the seinfeld episode where there is uh, someone who says uh, serenity now Hmm. and uh, you know every time they feel i don't know if you watch seinfeld but essentially i don't remember who it was who said suddenly now uh, hmm. george's father i guess hmm. who uh, the actor has recently passed away anyway so he kept keep saying throughout the episode you know every hmm. time he's upset hmm. he said suddenly now hmm. and uh, and and he try, kind of tries to control <laughs> control the emotion because he knows someone hmm. who used that and who's doing very well in his life and hmm. then Later on, they find out in the episode that the person who used that eventually mm. ended up having a breakdown. Like, oh god, breakdown! Mm. So the episode ends with serenity now, insanity later. And I, yeah. love <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to say, well, hey, wait, mm. you need to first come to terms with what your emotions are. Yes, and then you can tone them down. If you deny mm. that they are high, then how are you going to face? You don't know. Then you, there's no measurement. So you can't bring it down. I love it. Serenity now. insanity later <laughs> very cool but you know this comes to another interesting topic letting go yeah right how would you let go of this event that has taken place so say you've taken the baby steps you found that little purpose little purpose little purpose and you have now come out of that situation you yeah. feel that life is fairly smooth going on how would you now let go of that either let go of the past or let go of something that has happened to you other tools other techniques so firstly i feel a lot of times it, it depends a lot on personality also some people find it much easier to kind of move on and not think about things mm. whereas others don't okay uh, i like to look at it like <laughs> let's say i have a, a really bad injury mm. and i have a scar from that injury mm. uh, it it hurts me it pains me every time i i kind of see it but over time it stops hurting nevertheless the scar is there you mm. see it mm. so it's part of your life story it's part of your narrative So, if the book has mm. chapters, there is a chapter where that existed. You can't mm. just delete that chapter and say it didn't happen. Yes. And so, I feel that the thing that what I try to do is make it a part mm. of 
who I am. It's an imprint. Mm. It's part of my life story. It has shaped who I am as well because mm. resilience. Mm. I mean, I work with children. Um, that that was part of my PhD project where I looked at people who were in rock bottoms. Mm. So these are corporation children who had everything uh, that one would consider mm. a problem mm. happening in their life. So let's say mm. parents. Uh, either non-existent, so we looked at orphanages, or we had parents. The, the orphans were luckier than the ones whose parents were actually there. Yeah. And abused them. Correct. There was physical abuse. There was sexual abuse. Or we looked at kids who um, who should not thrive ideally because science says that the odds are stacked against them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And part of my job was to go and see. So we were looking at stunting. We were looking at their nutrition. We were mm. looking at their emotional adjustment, their academic achievement, all of that, their home environments. Mm. And we lived in small places, poverty, daily wage, you know, laborers and so on. And then we looked at why do some kids mm. well, mm. despite the odds stacked against them. So what we looked at is resilience. Mm. Mm. And the good mm. news is that resilience mm. is actually a skill mm can be learned at any age. We thought it's something that you're born with. Yes, of wow. course, some people who are far more resilient than others. Mm. And of course, there is the nature-nurture debate, which a very well-known person known as Michael Rutter, he talks about. Mm. And they looked at how certain events in your life mm. can kind of tip that domino and then you start having other problems in your mm. life. Mm. But they also saw if there is one person who you just happen to come across in your life at the right time, mm a mentor or someone who says something and you can kind of hold on to that. And then that sort of uh, can define the pathway uh, of the future in some way. So resilience is something and the Mm. good news is that you can build on. So you might have been depressed or you might have had other issues, Mm. um, OCD, whatever it is. Mm. Nevertheless, don't lose hope because resilience is something that you can still learn. Superb. Superb. And learning resilience will help you continue that trajectory upwards and make you, you know, like we keep saying, like resilience is like bulletproofness, right? It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're impenetrable. It just doesn't, it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It means that you know what to do afterwards, that you can deal with it. You can continue on through it. And that's what the whole idea of resilience is. Absolutely beautiful. It's really, I mean, when I look at resilience, what I saw Hmm. is that kids coming to school in the morning at 12, mm. after having woken up at 4 o'clock, mm. walking to this place to fill water in their handas, going there, doing this, getting beat, da, 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 da. But they were there at 12. Yes. And they were saying, yes, miss, kya karna hai? So I said that resilience is being, at least being present. Yeah. You're not absent. Mm. No, it's not about you smiling. It's not about you saying, yay, I can do this and I'm winning. Um, Beautiful. Is that like showing up itself is... The first step in resilience. That's it. Being Just there. show up. That's it. You Being can there. you can in your mind say I go I go I go I go I go, but show up. Yes, and this leads in perfectly with what we started off this podcast with, which is what you were talking about, saying after your grandma's death, just showing up at work as well yeah. was showing resilience. Absolutely. Superb. Thank you so much for having this discussion with us because it was absolutely fascinating on understanding the rock bottom and the journey from your point of view, and understanding how. Small purposes add up. It doesn't have to be something dramatic. It doesn't have to be something huge. Take every day as one small purpose and get through to it. Get through it. Get through it. Get through it. 
Superb. Thank you so much, Radhika, for being with us and having this discussion. Um, where can people reach out to you? Where can people connect with you if they have any more questions? Um, either on email or mm-hmm. my uh, Instagram handle, which is Psychotherapy Bar. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. And guys, if you haven't heard our first podcast together, please go listen to that. That came out on Tuesday. Thank you so much. You're welcome. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website, awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called A-W-E-S-O-M-E-1-8-0. That's Awesome 180.